Welcome back to Anything Goes. I'm your five wing four host, Madison. And I'm your nine wing one host, Caden. This is a podcast about the Enneagram. Before we jump right on in, let's go ahead and do um, just some updates or announcements. Um, we have an email that you can email us at. It's anythinggoes at gmail.com. We also still have Twitter slash X, so please contact us there. Um, we also still have a Patreon if you'd like to buy us a coffee or something. That would be nice. All right. Are you ready to jump in? Let's do it. All right. So we are talking about self-preservation twos. Um, and just to give you some background in case you missed any of our other things or you're just jumping in right here. So subtypes are um, uh, furthering on Enneagram types and they follow instinct variants, which are going to be sexual, social, and self-pres. Um, and they also stack. So like you're the one that you are most inclined to, you say first, and the one that you are kind of inclined to, you say in the middle and you drop off the one that is your blind spot. Um, so we have sexual, social, and self-preservation. These are tied less so to their usual meanings and more about personal connection. So sexual are more focused on one-on-one -on -one connection. Social is about their group connections. And self-preservation is their concern for their self or their connection with self. So we are talking about the self-preservation subtypes of the Enneagram type two today. All right, so jumping on in. So just to start off, this two is often compared or considered childlike in nature. And I, so when I was first reading about it, I kind of got it confused a little bit I thought they were you know a little ooh -woo. <laughs> it is not really that when people say childlike it's more in their need to be taken care of they have a focus um on wanting their needs to be met in a way that is not as too like as the others in a sense that the other twos are more driven by giving to get. And yes, this too can be driven in that way, but they are more inclined to think that their needs should be met simply because they exist um, and have a very kind of childlike mindset in regards to their needs being met um, and a kind of childlike outlook to that. So this kind of means that they can often be confused for um, sixes and fours. They are also the counter type. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, because they are more focused on their need, they are more focused on their self and their energy is flowing more inward. Whereas the other type twos and twos in general, their energy tends to flow outward. This makes this type two a counter type. And so they don't often look as much like regular twos and are often more confused with fours and sixes. Sixes because they, um, this type two has an issue with codependency and kind of looking for a strong leader in that like childlike kind of way. They want someone who can kind of lead them and kind of take care of those needs in the, in the same sense that a six seeks stability from their leadership. 
The main difference is that a six is more fear oriented and more generalized fear and fear in their life. Whereas a two um, that is self-pres is specifically focusing in on that aspect in their relationships. And I imagine they'll go about building those relationships in very different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They also often look like four because of their individualism and like um and the word entitlement came up a lot Mm. um fours um people tend to compare them or say that they are entitled because they will act like they deserve things because of a tragic past or that whereas a six or whereas a self-pres two is going to be more like i just deserve to be taken care of um they also don't look as much like twos because going to eight looks a little different for them as i've read mm-hmm. it's a lot less angry focused whereas twos um when we think of a regular two going to eight it's more like they're going to eight <clears throat> whereas when a self-pres two goes to eight they look more like an eight that's gone to five more mm-hmm. repressed more withdrawn more like well i'll just find it i guess i'll just take care of myself Um, And they can, instead of trying to, like, fight or engage or communicate, they can often back off and withdraw and be like, I'm done. I'm in my own little space now because they want to, it goes back to their um, relationship with their self. They want to preserve their energy and preserve what they can. And so when they get mad, they're like, no, 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 I'm not going to try and get something from you anymore i'm i'm gonna take care of it myself because i need to my needs are met in their mind they should never have to prove to other people that they should get what they want yes they're like oh okay then fine i'll go find someone else right who will treat me right (laughs) let's see what else do i have it seems like based on you know, what I'm seeing here is that it's sort of a one-way street for them, though. It's like all of the energy should be coming in towards them. Mm-hmm. And there's there's still some of that give to get that you get with twos, but it's much more like, you know, I should be loved for just existing. Um, I am not necessarily going to reciprocate that, mm-hmm. which can cause some problems. Mm-hmm. And this is also where some of the childlike nature comes in is how they're going about meeting people's needs is almost the same way a child will kind of go about meeting people's needs right and that they are like I kind of know you have a need right now so let me just give you my presence or you know what I know how to do this chore. I'll 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 go ahead and do this chore. you know right I'll make you I'll make you a little heart card slash I mean the adult version of that you know it's a lot less of um it's more like it's coming from a place of like I don't need to meet your needs but you need to meet mine so look at me I'm stepping up look at me look at what I did Hmm. um when they do give that stuff um I also have a quote Um, they are prone to say, after all I've done for you, after all I've done for you, um, as in 
they're like it's almost like a feeling of like I shouldn't have to give to you and look at all that I've done and you're Mm. not even giving me this it seems like in some way they're verbalizing some of what is underlying that two mentality though Mm -hmm. right like they are I think about after all I've done being something that a lot of twos feel Mm -hmm. but can never say you know they end up it ends up coming out different right and just that self-preservation twos are more upfront about that process in their brain yeah yep 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 let me see what else do i have i have a quote these twos don't want to have to prove their importance to be important despite wanting to be the center of attention they experience no accompanying accompanying feeling of having to do anything for it and i have a question for you Okay, um, one more quote. Okay. They want to be seen without showing themselves. Hmm. They want to be seen without having to put out that effort or be known. They're kind of guarded and more walled off than the others. Okay, what was your question? My question, based on uh, just something I was reading online mm-hmm. about speculation between the relationship of self pres with their parents. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they are more likely to be like the quote unquote golden child in a family? Mm, see, the thing is. Or do you think that's a whole different phenomenon? I think there's a whole different phenomenon. I think okay. it has more to do with what type the parent is. Got it. Um, and I think self-preservation specifically comes from uh, a general lack of having your needs met at a young age. And so you are more focused on becoming self-reliant. And so that's what some, like this one quote is, um, they want to be seen without showing themselves. It's because while they can and are very prone to developing codependency and dependency issues, um, they also like, they want to move away. They want to withdraw. They have more of a focus on their own independence and a need to be able to meet their own needs. Got it. Um, and in fact, um, my partner, I I know as a two, I believe as a self-pres two. Mm. I believe. Also, having done all this, like the most recent research, I'm like, yeah, a two. Cracks. And KJ does not have the best relationship with their mother. In fact, their mother is very critical. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So all of this, like KJ has this theory of like, um, their mother will always say that they should be doing the opposite of what they should be doing, even if it is not the right choice. Uh That's good to know. I, this was prompted by a, uh, I put the link in our notes and we can throw it up, but there's a wiki page on this where they quote someone they're quoted saying that the conservation type um has always been at the whims of their parent and they're okay. kind of imprisoned in an obligation to give joy and good humor to preserve their privilege in the family that that is their like price mm-hmm. for getting attention and um, see i think that's the opposite of a golden child because the golden child simply exists 
Okay. And they are given. So this is more, they have to earn it. Got it. And I, I think that like makes sense, especially since KJ's mom is, uh, I'm not entirely sure. I think two wing one, but maybe two wing or maybe one wing two. It's hmm. either one wing two or two wing one. I lean two wing one, but that also could just be gender stereotypes. That's fair. She can be very giving to get, but also a l- very obsessed with the like right and wrong and image of things and that kind of like oneness, like religion and stuff. Yeah. So the anti-golden child that yes. you have to do everything right so that mm-hmm. we still like you, child. Yes. Okay. So. Let me see. Is there anything else about main twos? Oh, they struggle with abandonment issues. Mm. Struggle with abandonment. And it's that kind of like parental pulling away kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they And they also struggle with it a little bit more because they think that they should be kind of inherently loved. And so when they're not inherently loved, they're like, what the hell is wrong? <laughs> what? Why did you leave? You know what? Um, it's the stupidest, funniest little revelation I've had during this podcast. What is that? This is the type of my friend's D and D character. Oh yeah. And we were we were all like, "Why is he like that?" And yeah. it turns out it's this. It's this. It's this. Um, would you like to do self press stacking with the social and yeah. next? Yeah, let's so do that. There is not a huge difference between these two. It's very. Um, they're very, very similar. The difference is the amount of warmth and closeness they allow to other people to get. So the self-pressed sexual, which I think is what KJ is, very, they're very limited in how many people they allow to get close to them. Um, in that, because the self-press is very stingy with their own energy and you combine that with sexual, it's more like, I'm going to give it to like one person or like a handful of people. You have to be very close. Um, they are also slightly more assertive than um, the self-pressed social. Self-pressed social, um, more group-oriented, even with their self-pressedness. Um, so they can develop a lot of like um, surface-level friendships. So they're going to reserve their energy for themselves, but they'll still have a lot of friends, you know, they want to have that mm-hmm. image, you know, but never really as close to many people as say us, like where the other, like the social two was like, I'm everybody's best friend. I'm that. Whereas mm-hmm. the self-press two will be like, I'm pretty sure everybody likes me and I have a good reputation and I have a lot of friends, but is not going to have as many close connections. Yeah. Um, and they are also going to be a little bit more passive in that it they're a little more go with the flow with the group mm-hmm. because that is less of a threat to their like emotional stability and their energy that they have mm-hmm. to give out. Because if they, they don't want to have to be putting out fires because they want to be taken care of. It's very mm-hmm. much a this is not my job. This is not my job. Let's just go. Why are you why are you making waves? Let's not. Mm-hmm. just love me <laughs> mm-hmm. 
so that's the that's really the difference um not a huge difference yeah all right ready for weaknesses let's do it all right they can be hypersensitive and um this comes from oh you know what circling back i think i read something about this coming from them having critical parents oh yeah yeah oh where did i find that because if in your brain every single time mm -hmm. a small comment comes up it is a part of a larger critique than every small comment therefore becomes yeah. they have a big problem with me huh yeah I don't know which that was in which thing I read that in I can't find it right now off the top of my head but I'm pretty sure that that the hypersensitivity comes from adverse parental contact no I don't want to phrase it like that it comes from hyper Uh, comes from overly critical parents uh i yes i am back on my my wiki article thing is um it's they this source is claiming that it is triggering core devaluations of the individual so that they deep down have a fear of not being accepted or loved and Therefore, every anytime there's a little criticism, it mm -hmm. pings off of that and manifests in highly emotional outbursts. Mm. Yes. Um, another weakness is dependency is very prominent in this subtype, especially codependency. Um, and they struggle against it because they'd like to be independent. They'd like to have their own, like, you know... But they fall into a pattern of dependency because their type is centered on, like, being cared for. And you can't really be cared for if you're not dependent on someone in at least some way, you know? You, it, or, that's not true. But it's more that you tend to start relying on it. Uh, then they can be self-indulgent and quote hedonistic Sounds so fun. yeah i i honestly strength <laughs> strength that's not a weakness really strength. it is a strength you're the life of the party <laughs> um oh they have an issue with idolizing people and putting them on pedestals especially early on in the relationship and then have issues when people don't meet their pedestal you know mm. Is yeah. it because they themselves want to be idolized? Maybe. Maybe. Is that more of a th three thing? I don't know. I don't know why this is. I think it's more just... Um, it's probably in the sense that they feel like their needs are probably not met very often. Mm -hmm. And so when someone starts to meet a small bit of them, they're like, oh my god, they're perfect. My needs are being met, you know? It's kind of the use to living off of scraps. Yeah. Until you get someone. Um, yeah, that's all I have for weaknesses. Do you want to do strengths? Um, yeah. So looking up, first of all, um, what this type, people frame it as privilege, quote unquote, like that's their moniker for it. 
Oh yeah, um, their name. Their name. And it was really difficult to find like actually positive things, which I think is kind it of It was really silly. sad. Most of the time they'll yeah. have like a section for strengths. And I had a hard time finding people listing them. And that's yeah, it it made me sad because I well, I love my self-preservation too, and I think and they have a lot of really yeah, positive qualities. There's nothing inherently better or worse about any specific yeah. type, so it's sort of silly that there's not more spins on it. And I guess the one thing, though, that came through very clearly um, is then that they're tender, mm-hmm. and what they mean when they say tender is specifically the sort of loving kind affectionate way that you are when you're not hardened by the world Mm -hmm. like when you talk about someone who is childish and dependent a lot of times that has a very negative connotation okay maybe I'm going to get on a little bit of a soapbox here um particularly in uh, U.S. society, there's a very negative connotation about being dependent at all ever. You must be independent 24-7, which is frankly unrealistic and not accurate to how humans ap- actually operate. So I think that self-pres twos might get um, kind of a short shaft in how people talk about them because of those cultural contexts. Um, so I think that bit's a little overblown. Obviously, um, as an adult, you do want a a modicum of independence. Um, But the main strength that pretty much all the sources can agree on is that um, the softness, the gentle, almost natural way that they approach care and love um, is a value, particularly as people grow out of that as they get older and this subtype tends to hold on to those ways of being you know and then be able to provide that for other people so mm-hmm. um i have another strength yeah um strictly their innocent nature because mm-hmm. it's not that they are innocent in the way that we like to think of innocences and they don't know anything right like oh this innocent child ignorant in the ways of the world it's not that they know the harshness of society they know the harshness of the way the world works but it's a tendency to be able to kind of look on the brighter side Mm -hmm. to be able to still open up to be able to be vulnerable despite um having witnessed the atrocities of life Whereas a lot of people don't have that ability anymore. And we mm-hmm. link it with childlikeness because it's what children are still able to do. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of self-pressed twos have not lost that despite having grown up. Yeah. So good on you. Um, I have, I wasn't able to find many examples of this. Um, Mozart is what kind of came up. Mozart sound good? Did you come up with any examples? I don't have any examples. I just don't know people, to be honest. I also still can't tell about Princess Diana. Because mm. the last one I was like, I don't know if she, she's self-prez or if she's social. Because a lot of the social things 
could have just been strictly because of her birth and being forced to be married mm-hmm. to a prince. I think I I think it's a strong possibility that she could be social. I don't think or I mean know. sorry, self pres. And I think I might lean a little more self pres. I don't I I it's just hard because some her circumstances are not like anyone else else's, you know? Yeah. Pretty unique. And it's a hard to tell what is real and what is for cameras and society enforced. But I think she could be very... No, you know what? I'm going to call it. I think she's self-pressed. I'm going to call it. I think okay. when she um, had found her new boyfriend, the person that she wanted to be with, um, I think it was from a very much of like, protect me, take care of me kind of relationship standpoint and it's not that she didn't have her like you know like she had the like the iconic dress the like after the breakup dress the like revenge body kind of things going on but I yeah I think Princess Diana was self-pressed she was also in a documentary I saw about her she it said that she was a lot more reserved a lot more she had a lot more walls up than I think most twos do um and they also described her as tender and caring I mean Uh, and that she was very good with children because of that because of her tender caring nature that's three strikes there yeah self-pres all the way yeah I think she's self-pres um I do have one last quote this is from Ben, a self-preservation too. So quote, since I was young, I've always considered myself to be the central focus of interactions with others. Being good and cute, I expected other people to pay attention to me and felt I deserved their support. I often took recognition for granted. I avoided long-term decisions, commitments, and grown-up actions such as settling down or striving for healthy adult relationships. Thus, I unconsciously put off achieving independence by not truly dealing with the consequences and costs of things. Becoming an adult in an adult's world, facing life's challenges, taking full responsibility for myself on my own, and even having a more mature look appropriate to my age felt extremely difficult. For many years, the thought of doing all these things made me feel as if I would lose my biggest advantages in life, my charm and my youthful likability. Yeah. Well, anything else you'd like to add about self-pres twos? No, I think that's it. If you're a self-pres two, let us know. What do you think? Email us or tweet us. Anything goes at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.